0: Thank you for tuning in to Remodeling Mastery by Mark Richardson, brought to you by Surefire Local. For more advice, tips, and strategy on small business marketing, visit surefirelocal.com forward slash podcast. Hi, I'm Mark Richardson, and welcome to Remodeling Mastery. Remodeling Mastery is a podcast series that focuses on many different elements of the remodeling industry, the remodeling environment, and certainly your remodeling business. What I try to do is take topics that I think are relevant to you and help you take a time out and really think about and reflect on your business. Today, the focus I want to get into is a state of the union of the remodeling industry. We are past the first quarter in 2017, I think it's a great time of the year to take a little bit of inventory, look to the past, take a pulse of the present, and look to the future. So as I sit back and look at it, I'm gonna talk about several different elements. One, I'm gonna talk about the environment. Two, I'm gonna talk about some of the industry dynamics that are really unique and special that are out there. Three, I'm gonna talk about this theme about are we really coming out of the recovery or is it really more pre-recession? And then four, I'm gonna talk about top priorities. I think as you're moving forward, it's very hard if you don't have clarity in terms of where you're heading. You know, you need to have and understand what those top priorities are for you. So let's just talk about the environment first. I think if you think about the environment, uh, the environment or sort of the stars and planets, what are those key indicators that you need to kind of keep an eye on, sort of that health checkup, the blood pressure, the cholesterol, what are those elements as it relates to the remodeling environment? If you are focused more on these, I think the likelihood of really judging your success or lack of success that you're experiencing are pretty accurate. The reality is, as you'll hear in a moment, most of these environmental indicators are pretty positive. So if you're not actually out there making some traction in terms of growth of the business, in terms of sales, gross profit, all the elements that are important, then it oftentimes is more reflection of needing to look in the mirror at some of the processes, the systems, and certainly the people. One of the key indicators I like to keep a pulse on is home appreciation. Now, home appreciation, for the most part, is really a very simple thing to try to track. You can look at it in terms of your market, which is obviously most important, but you also can look at it in terms of the country as a whole. Back in 2011, as we were coming out of the recession, only a couple of the markets at that point in the United States were actually appreciating. Within about 18, 24 months after that, by 2013, 24 of the top 25 markets were appreciating. Again, very, very positive sign. While we haven't necessarily seen a big spike up, which I would argue is really positive in most markets, we have seen strong appreciation just overall. The second is interest rates. You know, interest rates is one of those elements, in the new housing market, it's sort of the kiss of death if we see big spike in interest rates. In the remodeling market, however, interest rates going up can create a sense of urgency and get people to act more quickly since interest rates are relatively low right now again it's a fairly positive indicator however for those that are watching and predicting to the future we're expecting those interest rates creeping up in the latter part of 2017. the stock market while most of your clients are in the stock market, and most of your clients are a little bit nervous about the stock market, the stock market, I think, is a very good indicator of just the overall sort of health of what's happening out there in terms of the financial elements. The stock market, needless to say, is at record highs. The stock market, if you turn the clock back to the crash, has gone up over 300% in that period of time. So the stock market, I think, shows at least relative stability. And I think for the remodeling industry, it's positive because I think a lot of homeowners out there are not anxious to leave their money in the stock market if they can plan in something that they can see more visibly being their home. And certainly the housing starts that are out there moving up, certainly from the low points up to where they are right now. But also I think the thirst, based on some of the key indicators of what the housing demand is, is fairly great. So again, if people can't necessarily move into the house that they want, they're gonna probably put more time and energy into their home. So overall, when you look at all these parts and pieces and stars and planets, what it really says to me is the environment really is strong. It's really time, I think, to get out there and grow and not necessarily hunker down. The second element I want to touch on today is some of the interesting industry dynamics. You know, while, yes, you've got your stars and planets, but you also have, I think, different elements, certainly in the industry that are happening that are interesting. One is the whole element of the aging population and the demographic. I recently heard a study that was presented by Harvard University that I thought was interesting and it looked at not just today in 2017, but what the trends and the directions were in terms of by 2025 and beyond there's going to be a substantial number of folks based on the aging in place and the demographic sort of changes that we're going to be experiencing. So it's really important, I think, when you think about, I think, the future, to think about weaving into your mix a level of intelligence as it relates to an older population and how you can help serve them because ultimately I think they really want to stay in their home. The second dynamic, which is interesting, this was highlighted by Erica Taylor in the conversation I had with her recently. Last year, I did a remodeling tour in six of the markets, and I asked the remodeling thought leaders in each of those markets, you know, how have you seen sort of the demographic or your client changing? And I ask them, if you take a snapshot 10 years ago, what was, in fact, the age of the client 10 years ago uh, within your group? And how many of those, what percentage of those were 30-somethings? What they said consistently market-to-market 10 years ago, they thought 5 to 10% of their clients were 30 something. I then asked them the question, now let's take a snapshot of today. Of those folks that are calling you, of those folks that are proceeding doing business, what percentage of them are 30 something today? Consistently, and quite frankly, surprisingly, what they said was 30 to 35% of their clients today are 30 somethings. Now, I'm not necessarily suggesting that you go out and shift a lot of what you're thinking and doing, but I am saying those are significant shifts in terms of some of the gut checks of some of the different leading remodelings, remodelers out there. So it's important, I think, for you to position yourself for this new generation. You know, how do they buy? How do they communicate? How do they want to interact and what their experiences are? Third element in terms of the dynamics, and this has been a focus of the remodeling futures at Harvard University as well, and that's the future of technology in the home. The future of technology as it relates to the homeowner out there. There's a lot of interesting things that are happening there. One uh, uh, statistic that Google actually shared at a recent conference that today more more clients are interested in online reviews when it comes to making their remodeling decisions than they are with personal referrals. That's really sort of a game changer for an industry that has been talking about depending on and really position itself more for past clients and personal referrals. So, you have to make sure that you're focused on the right kind of digital marketing reputation management as it relates to that. Another element, and this is held true, I think, for a long time, but the whole influence of kitchens and baths in the remodeling industry is just huge. Many of the better companies who have been either focused heavily on larger scale projects design build full service remodeling or even specialty window siding and roofing have shifted their businesses based on the man and based on all the tea leaves that are out there more doing kitchens and bathrooms kitchens and bathrooms are clearly the place to be and if you're positioned and you have the right expertise in your business focus on kitchen and bathrooms i think that's very very uh, uh, important I think another interesting dynamic out there is watching the the influence of the teardown kind of new homes uh, on on the homes that are happening out there. You know, what we're seeing is that many of those design build businesses out there that were very very focused 5 or 10 years ago on larger scale additions to the home, we're actually seeing that back off and being replaced by more interior remodeling. Again, I think this is driven in part because of the teardowns that are out there. While there's so many different things I think you can look at in terms of these dynamics, the the reality is that you've got to keep your ear to the ground, you've got to know where you're heading, and you've got to make sure that you're light enough foot to react. Recently, in a New podcast series I'm doing with uh, professional remodeling called Remodeling Thought Leaders. I interviewed Vince Nardo. Vince Nardo is the president of Reborn Cabinets in California. One of the comments Vince said, which caused me to really reflect and think very, very hard, is he talked about the environment today is pre-recession, well, for those that have been out there speaking on this subject and talking about, we've been talking about the recovery. We've been talking about the post-recession mode that we're in right now. And what it really caused me to think and want to share with you is what does that mean, pre-recession versus post-recession? You know, in our history we've experienced, you know, post World War II, post cold war. These are after the effects, so it's sort of like there's a little bit of clear sailing, or at least we're recovering, getting out of something. But as soon as you change the dynamic or change the language to pre something, it changes how you think. So, as I thought about this, I jotted down several things that I think I wanted to highlight with you. Number one is, when something is pre-recession, what it means is a recession is coming. Now, I actually was at a conference recently where the chief economist from the Deutsche Bank really talked about, okay, when is the next recession coming? And at this conference about a month and a half ago, what he said was, They were predicting, based on their seven or eight key indicators, that the recession or a softening, certainly not a crash like we experienced before, a softening in the marketplace would probably come in about 27 months. Now, if you sort of look at that as a runway, how much runway is there till the next recession? And if it is 27 months, what it tells you, in my opinion, is that it's coming. So what does that mean? Well, number one is now it's time to get out and sell and close deals. You've got homeowners with the right mindset, and when they hit that recessionary mode, it's very likely that they're going to become paralyzed as they have before. Number two, it's very important. I heard this comment from Sal Faro years ago that I really like, and that's important to be hungry but not desperate you know, we've got enough time between now and when, in fact, the softening is there to really be hungry, not desperate. The third element is really know your numbers. If there's a recession coming, just like if there's weather coming or if there's a challenge coming with different things out there and financial indications and markets, you want to know your numbers so that you can react more quickly. I see many, many really good remodeling businesses that could be great if in fact they had a better handle of their key numbers. Their numbers are like a dashboard, a dashboard in a car. And with that dashboard in a car, can you imagine for the moment the speedometer or the fuel gauge or the temperature gauge not working? You know, you would feel nervous and anxious and quite quite frankly, the likelihood that you're gonna be very effective is much less. Your remodeling business is very similar to that. You need to know what the key numbers are, the key sort of indicators are in your business, and you need to track it and monitor it. When it comes to also pre-recession, you need to think about preparing. Not necessarily preparing for a recession, but, but actually positioning yourself for next year just as much as what you're doing this year. And the last element, when you're talking about pre-recession, obviously you're not in the recession. So it's important to not lose sight of it's really important to celebrate and certainly appreciate what you're accomplishing today. And you need to make sure that the team appreciates that because chances are you need that gung-ho attitude and spirit when you move into the future. So I want to close with priorities. I think it's very important for you to establish key priorities for the next six, nine months of the year. Number one priority, in my opinion, for most businesses out there is they need to make hay. Now is the time to book the sales, to make things happen, and you should be pushing your forecast, not shrinking your forecast uh, for the balance of this year. The second is you need to master the labor. Mastering the labor isn't just about the labor force itself. It's mastering the talent. It's focusing on the culture. It's focused on retention and recruiting of your people. Those that own the labor force, as Charlie Chase said, are going to be the winners in the future. And you can become more a magnet as opposed to sort of a net if you focus on the right things. And lastly, as I've already highlighted, but you really need to start to position yourself for 2018. What are those key sort of initiatives and things that you have to have in place? You know, training and the training that you need to do and the educating you need to do with your team is really critical to do now in positioning yourself for the future if, in fact, you want to be in the right place. So again, I'll close with, you know, what are your top three priorities, not top 10, not one top three priorities. And if you can establish what those are for you, you can communicate it with your team, you get everybody rowing together and aligned with it, you're going to see a lot more success in the balance of this year. Take care, everyone. Remodeling Mastery by Mark Richardson was created to help business owners like you grow your business. Learn something new today? Let us know by tweeting at Surefire Local. For more podcasts, visit surefirelocal.com forward slash podcast.